Hi friends, my name is Morgan and this is We Round Up to 30. Here's to 28. In the last year, I left a job that was not really fulfilling and prey draining um, to a job that I really enjoy, that I feel like I'm pretty good at. I've also moved apartments a couple of times and gotten married. All in all, I'd say it's been a pretty good year, yet I'm still dealing with my quarter-life crisis. The idea for this podcast really started because I needed an outlet. Uh, Since finishing grad school a couple of years ago, I find that I don't know what to do with my day when I come home from work. I could always stream TV like I do almost every night, but at a certain point, you've watched all of Hulu and Netflix and you just don't want to restart a show you've seen four times at this point. So I decided to find a hobby. And I've tried knitting. And I've tried doodling and things like that, and they're fine. But I found that I needed to kind of express what I was thinking, and journaling was not the way to do it. So I figured, let's talk to the internet. And probably no one will listen to this, but if you do and feel the same way, I hope that you maybe don't feel quite as alone in these feelings. On my 25th birthday, my now husband, Funnily, he thought, said, well, now we round up to 30, and I thought, oh my god, no, (laughs) because I was already dealing with the onset of a terrible quarter-life crisis, as one of my really good friends calls it, where I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything and had no idea what I was doing in the world. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, and most days I still don't, but I was in a job that I hated and in the middle of grad school and not really sure if that was the right thing to be doing and comparing myself to my high school classmates and my parents at my same age and finding that I was not quote unquote stacking up like I thought I should. And so it was not the thing (laughs) to say on that night. But now looking back at 28, Rounding up to 30 doesn't sound quite so bad. I still don't think I'm a grown-up, and I still don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. But I am finding who I am today, and I like her pretty great. Since turning 28 and the progress from 25 to 28, I've had several life milestones. I've changed jobs a couple of times, moved out of my hometown, got married, starting a career that I do think I enjoy, but still find myself battling with imposter syndrome and trying to decide, is this really what I want to do? I feel like most millennials feel that way, so it's not that crazy, but it has been very interesting trying to navigate what is my next step, and am I even ready for that next step? In the last few months, I've been toying with the idea of Am I ready to move up in my company and try to decide, am I ready to take on a even pseudo leadership role? And some days I think, yeah, probably I am. Other days I think, oh goodness, am I even qualified 
to lead people and tell them what to do because half the times I don't know what I'm doing. I've also been dealing with the frustrations of running up against a wall when you're not in a place to make those decisions where you think, okay, I kind of know what we should do here, so maybe I am. This year is definitely a year of figuring it out, I've decided. Hence, this podcast. If you're still here and you're not sick of my rambling, welcome. The purpose and kind of the direction this podcast is going to go is examining those different issues and ideas that late 20-somethings are feeling in 2020-something. I found when talking to my friends, we all are experiencing similar things. We've just didn't know we weren't the only ones. So if that kind of resonates with you, stick around. Let me know what topics you'd like to talk about. In later episodes, I will try and invite friends on to have a conversation about these topics because I know I don't have it all figured out, but sometimes when talking with others, it can spark ideas and help us feel not so alone. When looking forward to 30, I hope that I have life a little bit more figured out. I'd like to maybe own a home in this economy. Who knows when that'll happen? But that is a dream of mine and my husband is to own our own home. I hope that we are both fulfilled in our career as much as you can be um, and working towards happiness and maybe not having perfect because I don't really think that perfect exists, but a good and happy marriage. I've found that since becoming a wife, I feel a lot of guilt and shame because I don't live up to what my ideal of what I thought a perfect wife looks like. Because I come home at the end of the day and I don't have the energy or the motivation to clean the kitchen or cook a meal. So a lot of times when it's my turn, we end up farming dinner out or I just tell my husband, it's survivor night and figure it out. I know that it is not 100% my responsibility to handle these things, but as these self-imposed and somewhat societal norms I try to subscribe to leave me feeling inadequate and struggling to see where to go from here. And when talking with one of my other friends this week, I found that she feels the exact same way, which made me feel a lot better that I wasn't crazy or all alone. I've also would like to be a mom, but what does that look like? Am I ready for that? I don't know. It's a whole lot of question marks when I look towards the future, but I'm not as scared as I used to be when thinking about where do I want to be in the next couple of years. No, I still don't have a five-year plan, but I've found anytime I've tried to plan for the future, none of it has turned out the way I thought it would have been. If you had asked me five 10 years ago even, what I would have pictured my life being like. This is not what that high school senior would have seen. I definitely am not (laughs) 
living the life that I thought I would, but I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I think that as long as you bloom where you're planted, you can find real joy there. I try not to look into what could have been or what ifs, but I'm human and we all get to that point. So that's my goal for this next year. Live in the moment. Don't compare yourself as much to others and see where you can go from here. In the last year, I've also learned that I don't say no very well. Uh, as my current supervisor likes to tell me, I need to set and hold boundaries. That is something that has always been a struggle with me. My mom, lovingly, uh, would always tell me growing up that I would let my friends do and get away with anything. I had a very hard time setting boundaries and keeping them. And I found as I've gotten older, I haven't outgrown that. I very much am a two, if you're into Enneagrams at all. Um, I, I have a problem with feeling uncomfortable and feeling like I let people down, which leads to me over-promising. Not necessarily under-delivering, but definitely overwhelming myself. I will have my plate overflowing, and if someone comes to ask for help, I'm going to say yes, because I like helping my friends, and I like being known as a person that is reliable and helps, even if that leaves me feeling overwhelmed and stressed and things like that. So another goal for this year is learning how to say no. Um, where I'm currently at in that process is not <laughs> just saying yes to every time someone asks for help. I haven't quite worked up to saying no, but I'm getting better. I have learned how to say, I have this going on, or this is what I'm currently working on, and then allowing the other person to kind of say, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll ask so-and-so, or, oh, this is a pretty high priority, so maybe we'll shift what you're working on right now. I used to be a yes person, which led to a lot of burnout because I wasn't able to focus my efforts on things that actually brought me joy, and I found interesting at work, and just being the go-to person where, while that is valuable, can become very draining when you're the only one that's ever called on to work out these hard problems that need to be done yesterday and leaving very little time to do what you had placed on your plate. So here's to learning how to say no, or at very least not right now. I and trying to learn how to set those boundaries in my personal life as well. I've always been extremely close with my family, and no, we're not perfect, but we are a very close family, and with that comes some growing pains when you move out of your hometown, and then have to start figuring out how to share holidays and time with two sets of family. My mom 
I love her to death. Um, when we told her that she didn't get us for Thanksgiving this year, tried to bargain and say, well, we can get you for Black Friday. Or you can see us on your way headed home. And learning how to tell her no at times has been difficult because I know she's coming from a place of love and I would love to be able to say yes and be in two places at once, but that's just not possible. So learning how to stand up, for a lack of better words, to your parents can be difficult because, I mean, They've always been there and they've helped me out a lot. And so I am grateful for them. But learning how to be your own adult um, without having outside opinions and influences can be a little difficult. So that is the other part of learning how to say no is thank you for your input. I will take that into consideration, but this is my decision. I've tried that line a couple of times and <laughs> Though people don't always like that response, I'm learning to be comfortable with the discomfort. I feel like that's a big part of growing and coming into your own is learning how to accept that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. Though I don't like that answer, I am learning that that's okay, and everyone is not going to be your friend in Frankly, you maybe don't even want everyone to be your friend. And so I'm learning who I am and what my voice sounds like. I have always been a little opinionated um, and I've never been shy. <laughs> As my mom says, I could make a friend anywhere. I like to talk to people and things like that. That's probably why for a good part of my career, I did work in recruitment and enjoyed meeting new people. With that comes a lot of draining of your, your own mental and physical energy. I find that I'm a lot less extroverted than I used to be. I wonder how much of that is as I like to pick at him is because my husband is a grandpa, like I said. He is more introverted of the two of us, and so I do find that I do get a lot of recharging at home with my family, which is nice. That's always been the case, but in the last year, I haven't been as motivated to go out almost every weekend with my friends. I still go but it's a lot less frequent and I find I don't miss it as much as I thought I would have. And maybe part of that's growing up and maybe part of that's finding your people. I have always been a proponent of find your group that supports you and cheers on your accomplishments as much as you would want them to. Whether that is your blood family or your chosen family. I have found that I have started to make my circle closer and am much happier in that way. Instead of sharing all of my triumphs and frustrations with a group of friends, some would maybe consider them more associates where you get mixed reviews or half-hearted interest, sharing them with your close group of 
crew friends that really are your cheering section and your crying shoulder when you need them has made it much easier to navigate through those highs and lows that come with life. And so, yes, though my circle is getting smaller, I would definitely say it's getting stronger, which has been very enjoyable for me. I feel like another really big part of your late 20s is figuring out who you are. And I'm not saying I've done that, but I definitely feel like I'm starting to. I have found kind of where I stand on certain issues and the type of person that I think I want to be. Some of that is learning how to balance being strong and independent, but also being vulnerable and how to ask for help. I think it's important to find the appropriate level of certain things depending on the setting that you're in because though I do feel that vulnerability is a strength because not everyone can do it, I also know that in certain settings, in certain crowds, that vulnerability can be taken advantage of. So it's learning when to trust others into your circle and not necessarily developing a wall or a hard shell, but a protective coating to not allow everyone in because not everyone has your best interest in mind and being able to see those signs and make those determinations before your heart gets bruised. Take some getting used to and take some learning. I once was told that I had a jaded sense of view and that really offended me at the time. And then I thought about it and I decided no. I don't think that I'm jaded because I do still have the ability to look for the silver lining in things and be optimistic at times, but I also think realistically and analytically at things. I think part of that is just how my brain's wired. I constantly see things from both sides when possible. Sometimes I do have to go to outside um, point of views to say, am I seeing this clearly? Am I putting myself too much in this situation to be able to see clearly? I'm still getting better at it. I wouldn't say that I'm perfect, but I, I'm getting more comfortable in that setting. Used to, it would make me feel judgmental or stressed or anxious when trying to say, I don't think this person is has my best interest at heart and learning that that's not rude. That's just a survival instinct. Um, I have always enjoyed true crime and have started listening to podcasts a lot more in the last couple of years. And one of my favorite ones um, has a tagline that says F politeness. And I have started to take that more to heart because 
you do not have to give everyone politeness. Not everyone has earned it. It is something that needs to be earned. Now, I'm not saying go out and be a, a total Karen, um, but don't just automatically give your nicest self to everyone. Take care of yourself and then give what's left to others. They always say, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others, and that's a good lesson to learn in all aspects of your life. You can't fill someone else's cup until yours is full. Um, all of those great metaphors and um, phrases from year olds, though they can be a bit cheesy, I am seeing the need behind them and trying to see how they fit into my life more. I definitely know that I always ultimately want to be a kind person. I think that that is needed in this world because there is so much um, going on otherwise that is unkind and unfair in this world and we can't fix it all, but if you can approach situations with kindness, I think that that can definitely help most situations. So that is always a goal I strive for, but also recognize the need to not allow others to take advantage of that kindness. Do I try to see the world as everyone is out to get us? No. Um, I definitely find myself in those headspaces from time to time, and some of that's my anxiety, and some of that is just being a female in this world. Um, I recognize both my own privileges and also areas where this world is not designed to see me succeed always and finding that balance of where it is appropriate for me to voice how I feel in these scenarios where it doesn't look like I am trying to be a white knight or things like that because I can have empathy for other situations and see the inequities, but learning where it is appropriate to listen and when it is appropriate to add my voice to the conversation. And sometimes I get that wrong. Um, and sometimes I am put in a place where I do nothing because I'm afraid of doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing at times. And I think that's a part of growing up too, is learning when to speak and when to listen. I have always been one that, when nervous is a chatterbox, and finding that it's okay to be still and to listen 
and take in other point of views and thoughts to help educate and learn and grow because that is how we learn and grow is from listening to others who have different experiences than we do and taking in their point of views and learning from experiences that I will never have to be more educated and more empathetic in things like that because we do live in a hard world where we need community to move forward and feel less alone. As people, humans do look for connection and do look for that sense of community, both for physical safety, but also emotional well-being. There was a statistic once that says every person needs four, day, four hugs a day for survival eight for, I think it was growth, and then 12 for true well-being. And I'm probably saying the, the words wrong, but I know the numbers. And the first time I heard that statistic, I thought, oh my goodness, I don't know if I get four hugs in a week. Not because I didn't um, have strong relationships with others, but because I'm not a hugger. <laughs> and finding how to be close without needing that physical closeness um, is a struggle sometimes with new scenarios because you will meet people that are huggers and you're like, oh no, that is not necessarily something that I do when I greet others. So learning how to set those boundaries, both physical but also emotional, um, is something that I think is needed for others to know and for you to know for yourself so you know how to interact in those scenarios and things like that. So when looking forward to 30, those are the goals I have for myself, figuring out who I am and where I fit in not only my small bubble of friends and families, but my larger community and finding those opportunities to help and share my thoughts and my feelings to maybe not make a huge difference, but I feel like everyone has the ability to make a difference in their sphere. I also hope to become more confident in myself where I can interact in different groups and not feel so much anxiety and the crippling effect that imposter syndrome can have on you. I also hope to learn how to set and keep healthy boundaries with others and allow myself to have the space and grace to learn and grow and not be so hard on myself when I feel like I'm not necessarily meeting up with standards that I've set for myself. I also hope to continue to foster connections that I've made in the last year between new friends and joining a new family. I hope that though I don't necessarily know if I want my circle to grow, 
that I can strengthen and grow those connections that I've made and really create my group that you can call <laughs> at 2 a.m. when you're having an issue or you can text at 10 when you're having a win. And we all are there to share in those successes and those wins as much as we are there to share and help in those lows because we're not meant to do it alone. And if we can support each other in those times, it will just make everything better. This conversation makes me think of a Taylor Swift quote that I've been thinking about for the last week. Um, it's from her Marjorie song and it goes, never be so polite, you forget your power, never wield such power, you forget to be kind. And that's really the motto that I want to kind of embody for this next year. Remember your worth. Be kind, but don't let others manipulate that. And don't forget your worth because you are important. I am important. I am here for a reason. Though I may not know that yet, I do feel that we are all here for a reason and we all fit together in this crazy, oftentimes messed up world for a reason. Figuring that out, I think, is part of the reason, too, is finding that and then doing with that what you will. So my goal is to just that. <laughs> don't be so polite that you forget your power, but don't be so... Um, powerful that you forget to be polite. If you're still here, thank you. Um, in the next episode, if you want to come back, I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how I've dealt with that and my thoughts on it. Also some quote-unquote tips and sayings that I've been told over the years and heard over the years um, that are meant to help <laughs> when dealing with this oh too common phenomenon um, and whether I think they worked for me or not and where I currently stand in that and where I hope to go forward. So if you'd like to come back, um, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Thank you so much for listening um, and sharing in a little bit of what my life is like and what goes on in my brain. I um, am not sure 100% where this podcast will go, how long it will go for, um, but I do hope that through it, we find some community and find some connection to make what is already hard enough, not so hard. So here's to 28. I am not so scared of the phrase, we round up to 30 anymore. 
and thank you. Until next time.